Praise God for what He's doing in our life. You know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen? And I want to take a few moments and speak to you today about the mystery of suffering. Amen? Because it seems that we do not talk about suffering in the pulpits of America today that much. You know, everybody's preaching about how to get wealthy, and everybody's preaching about uh, the positive thinking, and, and everybody wants to hear good things. Don't tell me. It seems like uh, uh, we're, we're in the times of, uh, of a Jeremiah where, you know, they didn't want to hear, you know, the hard stuff. Speak smooth stuff to us. But, you know, the Word of God says that if you're a Christian, you're going to have suffering. And today, I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. Amen? And I'm telling you. Yes, ma'am. Oh, the children. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting that. The children. Amen? Praise God. Thank you so much for reminding me. 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 12. Amen? And we're actually going to read from verse 12 all the way to 19. Amen? Norvin, you're an encouragement to me this morning. I'm glad you're here. Praise God. Are you there? Say, mm hmm. Amen. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, He is blasphemed, but on your part, He is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, and let me tell you, the word Christian is only mentioned three times in the Bible. It's mentioned two times in Acts and one here in First Peter. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Father, I come to you today, Father, in Jesus' name. And God, I just, Father, I just ask for your wisdom, Lord, and I ask that you speak, that your spirit may speak to these people today, Lord, that a word might come upon them, Lord, and that their heart and mind and spirit may be open, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray, amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for being here, God. I'm going to preach briefly this morning, and I want to preach about suffering. And the suffering that I'm talking about is not, thank you, God bless your wife, amen. <laughs> and the suffering that I'm talking about is not so much the suffering as a consequence of something that we commit or a bad action that we do. There's consequences that come into our life because of our bad actions. That's not the type of suffering I'm talking about. And I'm not necessarily talking about the suffering, uh, you know, as a lot of humanity, that when Adam and Eve sinned, you know, we have suffering. Things inevitably came into our lives that we suffer. I'm not trying to speak of, of this kind of suffering. The suffering that I want to speak to you about today is the suffering of the cross-bearing of Christ. 
Because let me tell you that when you became a Christian, there are certain things that you're going to go through that are inevitable. And in America today, it seems that we have forgotten what suffering is because we have become so complacent and we have become so at ease that we forget that Christ called us to suffer. The Bible states that we come into the fellowship of His suffering. Philippians states that we want to know Him in the fellowship of His suffering. Amen? And we must understand that sometimes the safest place in the world to be is in the center of God. And let me ask you, youth, how many of you have thought at some point that you know better than mom and dad? And I think we all have. At one point in our lives, we all have. And this, you know, this can transfer spiritually. Sometimes we think we know more than God. And let me tell you, listen. What happens when we do this, when we think that we know more than God, what happens is that we step from under the umbrella of God and under the protection that God has given us. And you're, you're going to become open to all kinds of demonic attacks. Amen? Praise God. Help me preach now. You're going to become, you know, part of the people in the world. But we are not of the world. The Bible states that we no longer become, you know, are part of the world. We, be, we, we have become into the kingdom of God. And, I, and, 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 you know, I'm talking about following Jesus. And as a result of following Jesus, suffering is inevitably going to come into your life. There is no two ways about it. You know, and a lot of times uh, we preach the upside, you know, of, of the Christianity, which, you know, it far outweighs the downside, but there is going to be suffering. If you are a Christian, the hardest thing to do is to be a Christian at work and school because people are going to ridicule you and people are going to make fun of you and, and even sometimes some people uh, of your own family. Listen. I heard about an illusionist. His name was Lou Levenfall. And Lou Levenfall used to go and he used to draw hundreds of people in crowds and he used to perform his illusionist act. And after he would finish doing his illusionist act, he would uh, share the gospel with them people. But Lou Levenfall, you know, his parents disowned him. They, you know, they had a funeral for him because they told him, Lou, if you're going to believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, we no longer have a son. And he suffered. And sometimes we as Christians inevitably suffer, some in some ways, some in others. Some in others. Listen, when you go to work, you can talk about God all day long. You can talk and say, God loves you. God bless you. But as soon as you, name, you, know, you mention the name of Jesus, all hell breaks loose. Because the name of Jesus is going to get you in trouble. Amen? But, you know, we are called to this. We are called to suffer. And we need to understand that we can't take it lightly. You know, Peter says here that if we suffer, we should rejoice. Amen? Let's look at, uh, let's look at uh, John 15.8. I'm going to take you through some scriptures today. And I always do because I want to preach out of the Bible. I believe in expository preaching. I believe in preaching verse by verse. Amen? John 15, 18. Praise God. Boy, it's like sicking a bulldog there after that worship. My God. Amen. 
John 15, 8. Are we there? Let's see. Amen. John fifteen eighteen. Amen. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And let's go down to 19. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. You, do not, you, you don't belong to the world anymore. So because you don't belong to the world, you stepped out of the realm of the world and into the kingdom of God, and inevitably you're going to suffer because people in the world will not like you. Sometimes, you know, you ask people and you start talking about Jesus at school or at work and people start to stray away from you. People don't want to go eat lunch with you anymore. Well, the Bible says that we must rejoice when these things happen. Do you understand? And I want to speak to you about suffering today because I think that in America we have forgotten the word suffering. I don't think we quite understand the word suffering and because we don't, it has become a detriment to our spiritual growth. Amen? It has become a detriment to our spiritual growth. We want everything easy. We have come at ease, and we do not know what suffer is. So take a pen, take a pencil, or take some mascara or some lipstick and write these down. First of all, the first thing that I don't want you to do when suffering comes upon your life is don't be shocked. Amen? Don't be shocked. Anticipate suffering. Anticipate suffering. Look, Peter says, don't be shocked. If you encounter suffering... It's part of being a Christian. When you signed up to be a Christian, you signed up for suffering. Amen? And I'm not going to stand up here and preach something else that's not the gospel. Because everybody that is a Christian, listen, being a Christian is the hardest thing in the world. Being a true Christian. And the Bible states that, you know, in the last days, and by the way, welcome to the last days. And in the last days, you know, suffering is going to be inevitable. And people are going to be placed to death. And people are going to be persecuted. And the government is going to say, you cannot stand up and preach the gospel. And if you do, you're going to jail. Let me tell you about a preacher in Canada who, from his own pulpit in his own church, was preaching about the sin of sodomy, homosexuality, amen? And he was uh, slapped with his lawsuit and placed in jail for, you know, 30 days, and, 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 and it's, just, it's just insane what's going on in America today and what's going on in different countries. And there are people in the government today who can't wait until the day that the First Amendment is abolished when preachers and pastors can't get up and speak a prophetic word to God's people. Amen? And that's suffering, my friend. Suffering, not being able to preach the gospel. Suffering, not being able to, you know, to express the way that Christ makes you feel. It seems like everybody has come out of the closet. 
Everybody has come out of the closet. Homosexualities have come out of the closet and everybody else except the Christians. And some of us say, well, you know, I don't have no suffering. I'm, I'm a Christian because you're an undercover Christian. Amen? You don't tell nobody you're a Christian. You don't go and share the gospel. And it's time that we get out there and start sharing the gospel with people. The Bible says that we do not put a light under a bushel, but that we shine it so that people can see it. Amen? We got to get out there and spread the gospel to people, tell people about Jesus. You know, let's look at Acts 14, 19. I told you. Amen? Are you with me? Don't stop listening until I stop preaching. Amen? It's time... We become bold for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? We're going to look at the Bible a lot this morning. Listen. Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Now some of you might say, Pastor, I've been stoned before. Well, that's not the stone they're talking about. They're talking about real stones. I mean, they really tried to kill Paul. They really tried to kill him, and then they left him for dead. You know, they dragged him out of the city, and then the apostles came. Amen? Listen, however, when the disciples gathered, look at verse 20. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next, the next day he departed uh, with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystria, Iconium, and Antioch. Amen? I mean, Paul got up and went back to the city where he was stoned. I mean, how many of us would have done that? I would have gone the other way. Amen? Jesus! But this is what people went through. The apostles went through suffering. And we have not suffered. We sit in air conditioning. We sit in cushioned chairs and carpet areas that are clean and everything smells so nice and it's so easy to come and we still come late to church. Amen? When is the time that we'll rise up as Christians and say, Lord, you come first in my life? We need to start acting that way. If you're a Christian, we need to start acting like it. Amen? And you know, and when you mention the name Jesus, the very pit of hell is stirred up. So let's say Jesus. Amen? Say Jesus. Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Let's stir hell up a little. Amen? Let's shake this church a little bit. Amen? Praise God. I'm telling you. Enduring persecution and the test and the suffering is what tests and brings forth the genuineness of your faith. It brings forth the genuineness of your faith. That's what the Bible says. Enduring persecution and suffering. And many of us want to have a testimony. Many of us want to have a testimony, but you can't have a testimony without a test. Amen? You can't have a testimony without a test. If there's a testimony, you went through a test. Amen? And that's what we got to understand today, that suffering is inevitable in the life of a Christian because we're talking about the mystery of suffering. Amen? Let's not lose our place. Help me preach. Come on. Amen. Praise. Praise God. Let's look at Matthew 13, 20. Because I want to show you about a story, a parable that Jesus told. And this is true. And it has to do with uh, what we're talking about in suffering. 
Matthew 13, 20. And I'm just going to start reading. Uh, but he who receives the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation, and by the way, tribulation is suffering, or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So listen, they're talking about a person who sits in church and listens to the word and then comes up and says, I want you know, to accept Christ. And he's found this new faith in Christ. And he goes out, but as soon as something happened, he stumbles and falls and says, no, I'm not going to church anymore. Listen, you have to have a root. And suffering is what is going to try you. Suffering is what's going to make you strong. And when we do that, when we endure the suffering and the persecution and the trials, we come closer to God and we have an intimate relationship with Christ and we can say, Lord, you are part of my life. That's what we need to do. We can't just say, well, you know, and you know, this happens to all of us because suffering is not easy. Not everybody wants to suffer. In fact, when we persevere persecution, when we persevere persecution, we are actually stomping the devil in the head. Amen? We're stomping the devil in the head. And it's so easy, you know, to fall into a routine of, you know, uh, coming and being a Sunday Christian, coming, you know, just and, and listening and, and worshiping and then going out and but nobody ever knows you're a Christian. Nobody out there ever hears you witness for Christ. And that's what we need to do. It, listen, the devil does not worry about ha us having church. Listen, as long as it all stays in here. Amen? Amen? Right. But when we go out there and we preach the gospel, that's when the devil gets all stirred up and all hell comes against you. And that's where persecution comes. You know? The devil doesn't like us. The devil doesn't like this church because we are sharing the gospel with people. And it brings, you know, uh, problems and it brings, you know, tries to bring division and tries to bring this and that. But that, listen, you have to love the people. Those are not your enemies. If, if, if there's a problem, that person is not your enemy. You have to understand that behind it all is the devil. Yes. Yes. Amen? Amen? Behind it all is the devil. It's not the person. You have to love them. You understand? And pray for them. Amen. Suffering. Amen. Boy, I'm getting some ruffles feathered up this morning, aren't I? You know, Philippians 3.10. I want you to read this. It's so important that we read the Word of God. Amen? And by the way, suffering is mentioned 17 times in 1 Peter. But I want, you, uh, I want to go to Philippians 3.10. Because this is something I want you to see. By the, great, by the way, Brother Greg, I need a new Bible. Amen? <laughs> it says, the Bible says this, 
that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his what? Suffering, being conformed to his death. So listen, if you suffer for being a Christian, praise God. Amen? The Bible literally states that you have just entered into the fellowship of his suffering. And this is River of Life Christian Fellowship. But we are also the fellowship of suffering in Christ. Amen? And we have to understand that we are going to suffer inevitably. And you know what? Sometimes the devil will use the closest person to you to bring that suffering. So you need to be ready and you need to be strong. And you need to pray and fast and understand that God is with you. And no matter what happens... You understand? Some of us, we can't, you know, we can't park in the wrong spot or somebody take our spot because God has forsaken us. We can't open our school locker. Oh, God forsake me. We need to understand that little things are unimportant. We need to keep persevering. Persecution, whatever comes your way, persevere. Amen? We have all gone through trials. And the way that you go through the trial and the way that you go through the test will eventually strengthen your faith in Christ. Amen? How many of you is getting something out of this this morning? I believe this is a prophetic word of God. Amen? You know, it's important to know that we cannot just sit in the churches today, you know, and, and, and not preach the gospel. You know, today there's not, you know, the gospel is not being preached out of the pulpits. You know, those pastors and preachers are getting scarcer and scarcer by the day. They, you know, they come and they preach about something that people want to hear. And they, you know, and the people become complacent and they're not getting the gospel. It's what they call the watered down gospel. And I would be doing an injustice, injustice to you if I did not tell you what God says. And suffering is part of our lives as Christians. Amen? We need to understand that. I cannot stress that more. Because you're going to have trials. Being a Christian is not easy. But listen, the Bible says that when suffering comes, we should rejoice. Because God has placed a blessing for those who suffer for righteous' sake. Amen? Let's, uh, let's go back to 1 Peter 5. And let's, uh, and let's look at... Uh, Verse 10 there. Amen? Listen. But may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So what should we do when suffering comes into our life? The mystery of suffering is to rejoice when suffering comes. To say, God, thank you. Lord, I love you. Father, thank you for this trial. Thank you for this persecution. Because the Bible states that there is a blessing that comes upon you. Amen? You're blessed when you suffer for Christ. It says not for murderers. Not for thieves, not for busybodies, not for people who are doing the wrong things. 
a consequence that comes for wrong choices. That's not the suffering that Christ talks about. It talks about taking up your cross and following him no matter what. Youth, you go through this because, you know, in the hallways of the schools, in the hallways of your work area, there's going to be suffering because as long as people know that you're a Christian and you're a true Christian and you're proclaiming God and you're proclaiming Jesus Christ, there's going to be suffering because people are going to ridicule you. So tomorrow when you go back to work, watch this. Tomorrow when you go back to work, don't be surprised of how people act when you tell them about Jesus Christ. Don't be shocked. Amen? Because the Bible says that there will be persecution in your life when you follow Jesus Christ. Amen? And I'm coming to a landing here. Listen. When persecution comes, we should rejoice. And I believe that God has spoken this word today to you for a purpose. There's always a purpose for God speaking something into the life of the believer and a Christian. And if you're here today and something has gone on in your life, a hurt, something that has gone on in your life and you have suffered and you have, you know, and you, and you have that shamed, because what happens, listen, what happens when you stepped out of the uh, umbrella of the protection of God after a suffering, you become chained to that suffering. Do you understand? And the devil won't let you go. He puts a leg iron on you and he holds you there. And he holds you there. Whether it's against somebody, whether it's, a, you know, whether it's uh, against an illness, whether, whatever it is. But he tries to lock you and hold you there. But the Bible says that even though you're suffering to rejoice in Christ. And when you do that, you and God and Christ, listen, God in the person of Jesus Christ will become a lot closer and you will know God better. Amen? Stand to your feet. Praise God. Listen, if today you have something in your heart, if you have unforgiveness, if you have something that you've been holding, you don't have to tell me or anybody else. But talk to God about it. And if you want prayer for something today, or if you do not know Jesus Christ, you know, I'm never going to let a service pass without an invitation. Without, if you do not know Jesus Christ, then this is the time for you to come forward. If you want to know Jesus and if you want to accept him, and we want to baptize you. If you haven't been baptized, we want to baptize you. Because it's part of the commandment of God. It's part of the obedience of Christ. And the suffering that we talked about was not part of disobedience of God. It was just the cross-bearing of Christ to endure under suffering and perseverance. Amen? If you have something that you need prayer for, something that's in your heart, then come forth. You know, come and do business with God. We have a lot of, you know, ministers here. We have Israel and Whitney and Arnold and his wife and, you know, Greg. And, and, and we have a lot of people that can pray for you today. Amen. Matter of fact, Arnold, uh, Norvin, come on, come on forward, you and your wife. 
If you need prayer today, I want these two children of God to pray for you today. Because you know what? These people have gone through some suffering. And I know they have. And if you need prayer today, the altar is open. Pastor Casey, can you come and help me for a minute? Don't worry about lunch. Don't worry about buffet. It's still going to be there. Amen? It's still going to be there. Don't worry about all that. Give time and give place to the Holy Spirit of God. And if you need prayer today, just come and let these, these people pray for you. Amen? I just feel that in my spirit right now. Amen? Yes, Lord. We're going to leave the altar open for a couple of minutes. And if you need prayer, come. Don't hesitate. Just come. Amen? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I bind Satan right now, Lord. And Father, I remove anything, Father, that hinders the flowing of your word. And we cast down, Father, strongholds at this moment, Lord. And Father, anything is holding somebody back from coming and doing business with you, God. Then, Father, we remove it in Jesus' name right now, God. And we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace, Lord. And we rejoice in your precious name. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, as Casey is playing and they're praying the altar's open and I'm going to dismiss us and if you need prayer just come Father we just thank you for this day and we thank you Lord that you are so good with us Lord and we thank you for teaching us your word God and Father I just bless this people Lord I bless them as they come, and I bless them as they go, right now, in Jesus Christ's name. And we thank you, Father, for being today with us. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, amen.